Real music matters. Good morning, it's the Jason Manford Show. And Neil Delamere is hopefully here. Hello, how are oh, you? Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. Otherwise you were going to do a ropey Irish accent for the next three hours. <sighs> that was a, I've only got ropey Irish accents. Well, do you know what? I always think my accents are all right until I get to the town that I have to do them do in. The, do them in. Yeah, I was in Glasgow last week and I got a, sh- a bit in my set about um, a guy called Jeff from Glasgow who was in a speed awareness course that I was in. And... All year, I've been just nailing that accent. I've not even thought about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly, I'm in front of actual Glaswegians. Did you bottle it or did you do it? No, but what I did was, before I started it, I said, by the way, I'm about to do a Glasgow accent uh, of, of this guy, Jeff, and I want you just to remember that you haven't met Jeff. <laughs> so you don't know what he sounds like. This could be a very specific, like accurate bang accent. On. I think his mum was ma- maybe from Manchester. Manchester there was yeah, a, yeah, yeah, there's definitely a self connection. Every yeah. fourth word might slip back into English. Yeah, so it was. It was. It's, it's always a bit nerve wracking. That ah, yeah. I mean, I think the thing with the Irish accent is that people usually pick the. You, you get these mid range accents that don't actually exist. It's when yes. they do it, it's English accents are the same. Yeah, it's a brilliant. Have, have you ever seen um, that show with Sam Crow, the motorbike? What's it called? Um, oh yeah. The oh gang my god! Yes. Uh, when they, there's, sons, there's of a, anarchy. Yeah, sons of Anarchy. When they do the Northern Irish. <laughs> yeah, there's a season when they come to Northern <laughs> Ireland and they go into the Europa Hotel, and I've been in the Europa Hotel. Yeah. And it does not look like that. And also, it there's nothing that'll ruin a TV. Show than, yeah. than a bad accent. It, there was two brothers yeah. in Hells on Wheels, and in in and they were meant to have Irish accents. And one had a Kerry accent, and one had a Dublin accent. Like they're 170 miles apart. Yeah, it's it's Manchester, London. But it was, but it was it was the Americans, yeah. like the American actors they got to play. Yeah. Like they never left the states. Like not one bit was no. filmed in Northern Ireland. Yeah, there used to be there used to be kind of a shot from a from a helicopter, and it was yeah. very green fields and yellow edges on the motorbikes. And you went, okay, they're in Northern yeah. Ireland, and then they'd cut and they'd be chatting in a clearing, and there'd be like <laughs> cactuses in the background and <laughs> wild yeah. cats. And they stuff just like don't that. even. Yeah. I watched. Um, have you watched Designated Survivor on Netflix? Yes, right. it's horrendous, but good. It's awful, yeah, but yeah. so good. Yeah, so brilliantly. Who, who's the, terrible? Who do you think is the designated? Explain the concept, I suppose. So yeah, he so he. He's like um, Kiefer Sutherland, isn't it? He he's, he's the guy who's left behind when they uh, get the swearing the new president in, and he's doing his speech to the house, and then that blows up. Yeah, everybody dies. Yeah, and he become he was just like in charge of like traffic lights. <laughs> yeah, yogurt. Now, yeah, traffic lights. <laughs> and now he's in charge of the whole country, right? But it's it's kind of you know there's something about it. Obviously, with the current president, there's something quite like. It's not a bad idea, you know. But, so it's, you're now on a watch list. Yeah, so I've, I've been on one for a while. Yeah. And uh, but the, th- the th- there was an episode. I think it was the end of season two, where she had to come to London to find the daughter of some, some someone or other, and it was clearly Toronto. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. a to a point where they they so overdressed it. Like, it's like 1950s London. There was yeah, there was like there's a black cab, there's a red phone box, there's a red post box, there's people with Union Jack flags. Uh, <laughs> it was so horrendous. It was like don't even try and their, and their accents are that sort of Mary Poppins. Just <laughs> oh, don't even yeah, bother. You've gone too far. If there's going to pit helmet, yeah, it's, you know it's, I mean? <laughs> it's a guy dressed from Zulu like Michael Caine <laughs> in the background. You're going, yeah, overkill, lads. And if you were making stuff forty years ago, and there was budget restrictions on 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 being able to do stuff abroad, like I don't think many of the Yanks would have noticed. They probably wouldn't have noticed. I mean, you know, it was that famous thing of like seventy percent of Americans don't, didn't even have a passport. You know, yeah. But now, 
Yeah, there's the internet. Even they notice. Yeah. And I imagine that there's probably some uh, English actors and Irish actors who are looking for a bit of work in America. Probably quite I a think few. there's probably a few. Uh, just throw a stone in a restaurant and you'll hit one of uh, us. Exactly. And uh, I, you know, that I, I suggest, I don't suggest you actually throw a stone in a no, restaurant. Don't do that. Although that's, people probably would that's try. That's not how you should be getting. But I think it's, uh, although it would be a good way to get work. <laughs> it's a new home office regulation. Jason Manford. Absolute radio. We're real music. Matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Neil Delam is here. Um, I just had a text in saying, uh, on the topic of Americans doing UK and Ireland, can I remind you of the Geordie on Castle? Uh, did, you ever, did you ever watch Castle? No, it I was, love Geordies, though. Yeah, but it this is the guy best was, acting in the world. Yeah, but he wasn't one. No, well, I think we all know that. <laughs> he was very much not a Geordie. But, like, had obviously been sent some tape on, uh, you know... Of, of we just in pet. <laughs> just to spend our best bits. I read no problem. Like, a te- <laughs> awful. A way man. Like, just odd. Very I think you're odd. 100% right, though. Yeah, I, I would uh, bottle it out. I would, you know, like, yeah. I, if I do stuff about Belfast, I don't do it in Belfast. No. Because, I mean, Belfast and Glasgow are similar in, in that, that the judgment in their eyes comes with, with just yes. layers of, of, of skill at uh, making you feel bad if you let them down. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, and and, and the, certainly up in Belfast. I mean, they've got a, they can hold a grudge up here. They can, yeah. Fa- I mean, famously. I, like you know, so, <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with the, the, the backstory <laughs> of. So you want to make sure you you have a good gig every time. Yeah, that is that is true. <laughs> I like the way you told me that this was in Belfast that we were going to be in Belfast today. Uh, we're not in Belfast. We're are not. We? We're essentially in the Isle of Man. Yeah, we're we are. like twelve miles outside in a in a. Like, I went into Belfast, came out of Belfast, saw cows, and went, we're not in Belfast yeah, anymore, not, are we? this is not. We're a bit out of the way. We're at Cool FM here in uh, in, in Northern Ireland. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a weird one with the accents. I'm trying to learn one at the moment because I'm doing Guys and Dolls at the at the Albert Hall. And? And, uh, and obviously, that's set in, you know, 50s New York. So And I've done New York before. I, I was Leo Bloom in The Producers. I saw that in Dublin. You did? The producers, and it was very good. It was a fun show. But that was a sort of, that was a, that was a, a nice easy accent, really, because it was just very. It was high. And it was like Mr. Bialystok, like it was up there, you know. Yeah. Whereas this guy Nathan Detroit is very, you know, he's cool. He's re- he's a bit cooler. Who played him in the film? Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, <laughs> if you start from the point of view of you're never going to be as good as Frank Sinatra, I mean, it's not somebody who did a bad version of it. You cannot simply be as no. good as him. No, there's nothing you can do. No. Just so don't let like, that go. you should just do you. Yeah. But saying you that, do I'm... you. It's like an inspirational poster. Yeah. Hashtag Jason does Jason. Why don't people text in with the accents and then you have to attempt them? That's oh what I suggest. Goodness. Yes. Imagine uh, <laughs> how many people can we offend? can we offend in the space of the people. Of Middlesbrough have still not not forgiven us from uh, a few weeks back when right. it, you just cough repeatedly in the microphone like of, you had asthma. I was doing Geordie, really, it was Geordie, but they okay. were like, "That's not that's not Middlesbrough." But to my ear, I was like, "Ah, it's Middlesbrough." <laughs> I didn't appreciate it. But there are strong. I mean, the, the the Irish accent, okay, and the Northern Irish accent, and the Glaswegian accent. There's there's and Scouse has the same thing, Geordie to a point. There's certain accents. Um, that are so strong that you could spend you could you could spend maybe six months the first six months of your life in Belfast. You were born in Belfast, you spent six months here, and then you were whisked away, and then you were lost in a rainforest somewhere <laughs> for forty five years. Yes, and when you're rescued, you're like, thanks very much. <laughs> right, what like, like, What's going on here? Right, Tarzan. How's it going? <laughs> How's he kept it? Whereas my accent, I, I sometimes even by the end of this show, I'll be slightly you. Really? Yeah, I just pick it up. I'm like, it's weird, like a chameleon. 
okay. sort of anything around, I sort of listen. I'm like, just go. You should do in. my accent at the end of this, and I'll, and I'll rate it on the, uh, on a scale of one to ten in terms of offence. Oh God, let's not do that. <laughs> I think let let the people have their choice. I'm in Dublin next week, to be fair. Oh really? So, yes. I'll teach you some words. <laughs> Cheers, if you could. Sorry, would be the big one. <laughs> Good morning, it's Jason Manford's show. Neil Dellum is here. Hello. Hello. Uh, so you're, uh, are you about to go on tour? or? You... Yeah, I'm yeah. Um, going on tour in November and it'll go from then to probably April or May, I suppose, you know. Yeah. Around Northern Ireland and the Republic, yeah. Yeah, great stuff. And then I'll do Edinburgh as well. The Edinburgh Festival. People actually come to Edinburgh now. Yes. The first time I did the Edinburgh <laughs> French, Fe- French Festival, mm-hmm. I had so few people. My agent gave me a box of chocolates at the end of the run, and I handed uh, a chocolate to everybody in the audience. And you know you're not doing well for numbers when you haven't gotten through to the second <laughs> layer of the box of chocolates. But now they come. Well, that's good. You got yeah, that's it. It's just it's a slow process. I remember my first my first tour, and I you know turning up at these venues, and they they're they're not even putting out like all the seats, and you're like what. You know, yeah. it can be pretty heartbreaking. Ban, you were in the Ulster Hall last night? The Boy Ulster done Hall. good. Ulster Hall last night, yeah, very nice. Waterfront in Belfast tomorrow. And then we're uh, we're right through then. We we do uh, Galway, uh, Limerick, Cork, Dublin, Dublin. What I love about the Ulster Hall is that if anybody ever explains the, uh, the the history of it to you, like some of the most incendiary speeches in the history of the world were made in there. And then you come along and go, <laughs> a woman said something funny to me in the cab. <laughs> you go, I don't know. Basically, you did in gig terms last night uh, what you're going to do in Guys and Dolls. You're never going to live up to the original <laughs> version of the speech that was made in the Ulster Hall. But you know, you just do yeah. you. You just got to do, do, do you. That's yeah. all you can do. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a fun night. It's been a, uh, I was in uh, Derry on uh, Friday. Friday as well and there was a whole chat there uh, before we went on I was like what are we calling this place <laughs> like, yeah and what did they say they said we just call it Derry okay I was like okay fine I was like can I call it Derry <laughs> Yeah. Like, what do you want me to call it? I'm yeah. happy. Whatever you want me to what do. What I do is I deliberately switch up all the names so you can offend everybody. Northern Ireland, <laughs> North of Ireland, Derry, London, Derry, Game of Thrones, Land, Mordor, <laughs> Narnia, any of those things. Anything at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think people just you know, listen. They know that if you have... The way I've got to, you know, I've got this far, you yeah. know, after 20 years, yeah. is that I figure everyone who's come has got a sense of humour. <laughs> yeah, that's a mistake I've made before as well, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, you would hope so, wouldn't yeah. you? Uh, I've got uh, some texts coming in, 8, 12, 15. Uh, do let us know uh, what has dragged you out of bed this morning. Always lovely to hear from you. Uh, who's got, who got Ben and uh, and Sharon this morning who are up and about. Uh, listening to We listen to the show every week. Well, thank you very much. Always a great way to start Sunday. Up early as I'm taking my son back to Lancaster University for his third and final year. So currently packing kitchen items and plates, etc. Then on to pack the car with all various contents required to be a student. Well, we'll see if it's his final year, like... Yeah, I mean, that's, you know. that's a bold claim there, Sharon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe he could be there. If yeah. he's sending you that text in five years, and the guy has repeated it, and he's done it eight years in the three-year course. Did well, you go to university? I did. Yeah, and did you just do the three? Uh, I did four. Did four? I did four. But were you I, supposed to do four? Uh, uh, no, I was meant to do four. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, right, yeah, I was just uh, Yes, I got a first-class <laughs> de- degree in computer applications, Jason. Oh, right. I was a software engineer. Yes, you. before I took my father's money that I paid for my education and just <laughs> poured it gently down the drain to come to Cool FM in an industrial estate on the outskirts of Belfast to chat to you. Showbiz, ladies Showbiz. and gentlemen. I, I, I just about went to university. You did? Just, I scraped through. Arts or something? Uh, uh, I did arts, did media you? and performance. Right, so that's barely university. Really, I mean, just it? about. 
That was a tough hour a week, was it? Yeah, it was a, It was seven hours a week sometimes. It was not. We did an hour of breathing. <laughs> what had you done up to that point in your life? I know. You were 18. I was a bit like, if you fail this, right. then what, what are you even doing? Okay, put the snorkel down. Uh, you're not you, great. Uh, we breathe from the diaphragm. You're like, oh, just, I'm going to stick to the lungs. I'm not messing about now. It's still be all right. <laughs> I'm going to mainline the oxygen straight into the bronchus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, good luck, good luck uh, going into your thir- third year, of course, as well, is the year where you've got to start, like, concentrating as well, isn't it? Yeah. First year, I mean, yeah, you're just out do here. we even buy a book? <laughs> no. you just mostly social. Yeah, it is social. Yeah. You're joining clubs, you're meeting mm. girls, you're learning how to do duffel coats, you know, yeah. all the stuff. There's a lot learn. going on. Yeah. Yeah, well, best of luck, best of luck in uh, in your third and, fingers crossed, final year at university. Neil's not. What's the course? Well, they've not said. We yeah. don't know. Text us back. Yeah, we'll see if it's a tough one. Yeah, some tough course. We'll be the judge of that. What's yeah. the university as well? But you Lancaster. Did a, you yeah, you did a tough course. I did. I did. I didn't do a tough course. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that hard. Just acted in that. What was hard was being in Salford. That was the only hard bit. Really? Yeah, you know, it's tough. Go walking through the the, the back streets of Salford in leg warmers. <laughs> oh God! To your I just class. got an image of the the Manchester version of fame. I think it, it should I mean, be it should be made. People, are, you know, people are screaming. Scallies are screaming at you. And you're running off, and you just because they don't like your leotard. Like yeah. it's pretty yeah. hard and work. It, it jazz hands is not as effective no. as a fighting technique as as West Side Story suggested. For a long time, we were lied to. <laughs> For a long time, that's how I used to try and call a taxi <laughs> straight past you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Shaz is up, she's in Redditch. Uh, hi Jason, I'm out of bed because I'm excited. Tonight I'm going to see They may, uh, they Might Be Giants in Bristol. Oh, uh, great, great stuff. Bird health in your soul. We play that on air every so often, it does come up, it's great. Uh, they were the first band that I ever saw in 1990 when I was only 16. Crikey. That's first very band. impressive. My brother used to have uh, that album, Flood I think it was called, wasn't it? They Might Be Giants, it's great mm. I was, and my last holiday was in Istanbul, not Constantinople. Istanbul, not Constantinople. Nice. Yeah. What was the first band you ever saw live? Uh, Fun Loving Criminals. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And Huey was as cool then as he is now. That is ace. Yeah. That you? is ace. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who we saw live first. Because my, my family were all in bands. So it all got sort of blurred into one. I think we went to see the Saw Doctors in Manchester. Ah, oh, I'd say that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But like when you're 13, yeah. that was like. And just watch it. people were getting ha- like hammered from like midday. <laughs> I was like, "What is this? There's nobody here for the music." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Matters. Absolute Radio. Hope you're well this morning. It's the Jason Manford Show. Uh, Neil Delamere is here. Good morning. And uh, oh, we got a text back to say that he's uh, he's he's gone to university. Yeah. And he's studying uh, film, media, and cultural studies. Yeah. I think he'll pass. Yeah. I mean, I think, oh, what are you going to watch? The Goonies? <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> that, that's, I mean... I'm not doing down anyone's... Um, yes, you, know, you are. You, you can't, you can't... But I did media and performance, yes. so I'm coming from a place of knowing what uh, an easiest topic is. Yeah, hold on. He had film as well in there, though. You didn't do film. Cultural studies. Yeah, I mean, that could be anything. That could be literally anything. Yeah. Although you, you see, we you know you're, you're kind of mocking him now, and then you know in ten years he could have an Oscar, <laughs> could be, and, it, yeah, and you'd feel like an idiot. He'd be like, do you know what, I was gonna? Who's that guy playing need... the aging guys and dolls star? Yeah, that, that's what he'll be. be like. Oh, do you know what I need? Is like a overweight white northern comic, but I can't. 
What about Jason Manford? No. He's dead to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he won't even say it. He'll just go yeah. cold. In fact, when you work for him as an assistant, you'll be briefed never to mention the words Jason <laughs> or indeed Manford in any case. Uh, Jonathan in Mansfield, he's up this morning. Work's dragged me out of bed, plastering a living room with a hangover. Oof, that's not what you want to be doing. Yeah, that's rough one, isn't it? That is pretty rough. Joseph, uh, morning Jason, great show last night, the Ulster Hall, thanks for coming. Uh, up early due to dog-sitting a three-legged dog called Maggie. Ah, oh, It's always cute that's when you see a three-legged sweet. dog, isn't it? Yeah. Is it the front leg or the back leg? Oh, God, I wonder. They've not specified. Yeah. Have you seen a dog in a little wheelchair? Have you seen one of them yet? Yeah, I have, yeah. There's something amazing about I that. Had, I had a greyhound and, uh, uh, ah, yeah. God, that just, uh, particularly as a comic, because you're coming back and your missus is, is probably asleep because she's yeah. a normal human being and it's one o'clock in the morning. Mm. And then his dog comes out and oh, just man. greets you. Um, and he, he was a moron as well. My dog was an absolute <laughs> moron. Like, you know, you bring my dog for a walk and you go, do you want to go for a walk? And you go, yeah, let's go for a walk. But I get this walk done. <laughs> And then we go for a walk. So he was like an idiot, but he was just joyous in terms of uh, love uh, company. Yeah, I, I, I would love a dog, but my wife's got a phobia of dogs. Okay. So that ain't happening. And well, uh, she, I know. How long are you married? Uh, not long. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll, Let's we'll, see. You know, we'll, as, as she hears down. the barking come closer to the house, that might be maybe a sign that it's weird when we're out and about and oh, we're ever, ever at anybody else's house and they've got a dog. She, they'll say. She'll say, oh, I don't really like dogs. And she'll say, oh, but you've, you've not met our dog. Like, she's like, it's not it's not on an individual basis. It's not like I don't like those dogs. I'm not scared. Of, I just I have a phobia of all dogs. All of them. All of them. Doesn't matter how happy your one is, at some point could turn, is her theory. <laughs> but uh, I know, so I don't think we'll ever get one, to be oh. honest. I know, it's pretty heartbreaking. I'd love one. Is she the same age as you, your wife? Mm. Okay. I know. Oh, you were thinking if she died well, first? Just, well, is that, is that, that's pretty you, is that much what, what I was thinking. But if she's older, maybe she'll I'm, die I'm, first. I'm, like, and then you can have a dog to replace her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Wow, is she, Neil. Is she fit and healthy? She? Wow. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you a dog. Don't you attack me for trying nah, to make your dreams come true. I think if it comes to it, I'd rather have her for another couple of years. Okay. Oh, but you're not putting the time limit on it. A couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and then straight down to the pound. <laughs> Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Absolute Radio. It's the Jason Manford Show. Neil Delamere is with me. We're live from Belfast, just outside our surrounds. <laughs> the surrounding area. A nearby industrial park. That's where we are. Uh, if you're put about this morning, thanks for all your text. Uh, Louise in Stockport, uh, who's with uh, Rob and seven-year-old Megan. Uh, they're uh, they're up to in Inverness uh, for the big run. Wishing Rob the best of luck. I hope it goes well. Uh, Judith's up uh, and about. She was at my show last night at Ulster Hall. Thanks very much for coming along. And uh, some people are just up because they need to get breakfast. I a mean, lot of know, breakfast. Most important meal of the day. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Azzy in Falkirk. Uh, morning, Jason. Up at 7am to take my racing pigeons training for next season. You don't think about the training that the pigeons put in, do you? I mean, you, you think they just that. have a natural gift for it. But they have to put it in as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, of course. I mean, where are they in the next Lucasade ad? They've got, exactly, they need to, they need to, you've got to practice, mate. Absolutely. Whether you are man or beast. You know you never see practicing, you know the people who run the London Marathon or the Belfast Marathon mm. dressed as like a hippo? You know those people are a giraffe. Yes, where are those guys? But you never see them training. No. Like you're never in a park and a fella just runs by you <laughs> dressed as a full hippo. <laughs> I never thought about pigeons. I'm not sure training. those people are in it to win it. Do you think? <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, okay. 
There isn't like like you never you know what I mean. There's you never not catch like, on juicing, do you? You never catch no. on like taking stuff that they shouldn't be taking. No, and at no point, the edge. Yeah, at no point do you see like a man dressed as a fridge taking over an Ethiopian. Like that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, and then dipping for the line, and then his freezer <laughs> door opens, and that's how he wins it. You never see that. Not once. Maybe you should. They don't want it enough. Uh, we've actually got Holly on the line this morning, who's uh, who's going to do something a bit competitive. Good morning, Holly. Morning. Morning. How are you? I'm really good, thanks. Lovely. So where are you off to this morning? Um, we're in Birmingham for a trampolining competition, the British Championship. Amazing. And how old are you? Fifteen. Fifteen. And, you, and you're in it to win it, yeah? Yeah. Definitely. Trying. <laughs> how, how long have you been trampolining for, Holly? Um, a year and a half. Oh, wow. So you're relatively new. And how long do you? Um, how long does your routine on the trampoline last then? Um, not long. Cause it's a, it's only ten bounces. So, ten bounces. Wow. Yeah. That's. I mean, I have you done trampolining? I have. Neil? Yes, I have. It's it's surprisingly hard. Yes. Yeah. It's really <laughs> quite hard, Holly. I'm not. And, and this and it's the disability games. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That you're going to amazing. So, and how many other people will be there today? Um, it's the arena, Birmingham. So, and it's all the Olympians and everything as well. So it's quite. It's quite weird. Amazing, yeah, I bet. So, are we? Uh, are we at some point maybe going to see you in the Olympics? Um, possibly if they put it in the Paralympics because it's not in there yet. So, right. Oh, that'd be exciting. We could be speaking yeah. to a, a future Paralympic star. She's not going to talk to us. <laughs> She's going to win this thing out today. Yeah. She's only going to do eight bounces, but the eight bounces will be so good that, that everybody else will give up. You've rang us this time, but I've got a feeling in a couple of years' time yeah. she won't be answering the phone. No. We'll be like, let's try and get Holly on. No, not interested. Just ba- and then she just bounces off. <laughs> and do you tra- where do you train, Holly? Uh, Trafford Trampolining Club in Salford. Okay, that's not far from me. So you've no excuse, Jason. Yeah. No, but I've taken my kids to like one of them jump, you know, what they call Jump Nation or whatever, you know, where they do the yeah, trampolining yeah. thing. And there's always a... Because when you go in there, they go, are you having a go? And I go, nah, I'm all right, thanks. And then after about 10 minutes, you're like, ah, I do want to go, actually. Now I've seen it. And then you go and get the special socks and you get on yeah. there. And about four minutes of bouncing, I'm, I've, I can feel that for about a week. If, if I were Holly, I would deliberately go to people's parties who have bouncy castles and just lure people into a false sense of security and then just do the most amazing routine. So what time are you on at, Holly? Um, I'm going into tra- the training hall at uh, five past nine. Brilliant, brilliant. So really close. Right, well, you get yourself off, and thanks for calling. Thank you. Best of luck. Let us know if you win. Okay, bye. All right, see you soon. Bye. Bye. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. If there's anybody under 12 listening, they will find this hilarious. Yeah, okay. Okay, so... Big news. Yeah. Scientists. God love them. Right? Did you know, Neil, holding a fart in yeah. could cause you to breathe it out of your mouth? <laughs> uh, okay. There's right. no way that that's true. How does how does it move Listen, up the body? If you are disgusted by this idea and try your hardest to hold the gas in, 
they're not alone. Uh, but you also could be suffering from nasty consequences. Uh, according to experts, that's all it says. Yeah, boffins. Boffins. Uh, if you hold a fart in, the gas can recirculate around the body and come out from some shocking places. Uh, Claire Collins, a professor, no less, in nutrition and diet. Di- di- Dietetics, is that a word? Yeah. Uh, at the University of Newcastle in New South Wales, Australia. Australia. Makes sense now. Uh, the next time you feel a large volume of intestinal gas getting ready to do what it does, yeah. she says, in yeah. her expert white coat, try to move to a more convenient location. Whether you make it there or not, the best thing for your digestive health is just to let it go. A build-up of the intestinal gas can trigger abdominal distension with some gas reabsorbed into the circulation and exhaled in your breath. Holding on too long means the build-up of the gas will eventually escape via somewhere else. So if you... Wow. Now, there's there's issues there, isn't there? Welcome First of to all, the how, show, everybody. <laughs> how do you judge? So that woman is judging the, the, the large... So if you're sitting in a situation, you have to go, is it going to be a large one or is it going to be a medium yeah. one? Yeah. So, and as you get older, it's harder to tell. Yeah. I'm I'm constantly surprised by a fart. I'm like a dog. Like, <laughs> oh my god, was that me? Was oh that? goodness. What? So, do you ever do the walking fart? Have you ever done that? Like it just comes out on every step. <laughs> I think we've all done that. That's a classic, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely it's one of the reasons classic. they frowned on me as an altar boy. To be honest with you, it somewhat takes away from the so- solemn occasion of a funeral. Yeah. And those those churches are real echo I chambers. I mean, they are built for acoustics. <laughs> if any church, if any building was built for you not to do that in. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry we've started off on this topic, but I saw it in the paper and I had to tell you. So could you light your own belches? I don't know. Can you even light your own trumps? Is that a thing? You can. Absolutely it's a thing. I don't think I've searched that on YouTube yet. Text back to the fella who did that thing <laughs> in Lancaster University. He's doing two hours a week on film and culture. Yeah, he'll find time. His first year he's done that, I can he'll... guarantee you. <laughs> oh, we'll move on, I promise you. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Neil, I've yes. been I've had a busy week. Yeah, what were you doing? I was filming uh the TV show I do for ITV called What Would Your Kid Do? Okay. Which I'm sure you've seen. I've listen, not only have I seen, but if you pick an episode, I could probably do it for a bit. <laughs> so the show for the people who don't know, not you, Neil, no, you know. No, I know. I mean other people. Yeah. Uh, the show is about, uh, essentially, we get uh, kids and uh, we, we don't get them. It's not like, it's not like you know what I mean? <laughs> Method acting it's in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, yeah. was it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, uh, we, people bring their kids along uh, to the show and uh, and we we do some little games with them, you know. We do, don't look in that box, we say to the kids, or will you do this or will you not do that? And then we ask the parents what we think what they think their kid would do. Yeah. And people don't know their kids as well. Really? As they think they did. And uh, But it's a lovely, fun show, and we're, we're filming it at the moment. My um, my favourite moment this week, and we've done a lot this week, we've done all the outside stuff, so we did Longleat Safari Park, we did uh, a living museum in Ch- uh, Chichester, we did the Golden Hind in uh, in London, uh, the huge uh, ship there. And there was a moment on there, there was a little kid from Bowness in Scotland, little uh, six-year-old uh, uh, Reese, <laughs> and um, I don't want to spoil it. Of course, I won't tell you all the things that happened, but there were some very funny moments. But my favourite moment was little Reese. So the game was: Will you pick up a rat and put it back in its cage? Right. So you're asking a six-year-old. A rat. A rat. Okay. I mean, they're they're clean. That you know, we've got an animal handler. Yeah, but it's still a rat. It's still a rat, isn't it? Okay. But actually, they're quite popular. The old, the old rats. Really. People have them as pets and all sorts. So that was the game. 
will you get in this area, pick up the rat and put it back in its case? That was it. So the the rat expert came out and he said to the kids, <laughs> he said to give him a little chat before the show. He said, uh, he said, um, actually, rats are incredibly intelligent. And this little kid goes, no way. And he goes, they are. They're really, really clever. And he went, no way, mate. No way, rats clever. <laughs> and he goes, no. He's like, this adult is looking at this kid. This adult's an expert. Yeah. He's not making it up. Yeah. He's going, no, no, honestly, they are. They're incredibly intelligent. And young Reese, he looked in the cage, like face to face with the rat, and he went, all right, then, what's my name? <laughs> I was gone. I was gone. Was that it? Then? And the rat Philly didn't know stopped. his name, to be did fair. It, did the rat even guess? Didn't even bother trying. Like, that's just... Oh, I love it when an expert is just, like, taken down a peg or two. By a kid. And did he, can you tell us if did he do the thing that he was meant to do? You'll have to find okay, out. Okay, right. You'll have to find out. The show is on uh, later on in the year. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Good morning. It's Jason Manford show on Absolute Radio. Uh, Neil Delamere is here. Good morning. Now, a few, well, it's a couple of weeks back now, but I did a memorial uh, okay. near where I live, and it sort of got me thinking of a topic. Right, the topic is going to be. Uh, for the for the next uh, few minutes, uh, it's things that you did as a child that you'd like to now apologise for. Right. Okay. It's been a while. You know, water under the bridge. Time all has that. passed. Yes. So I did a memorial um, for. We have mentioned him on the radio before. Actually, it has come up. Maybe must be cracking. Might be a year ago now. An old fella called Edgar, who uh, who recently died. Um, that's why you do memorials. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty. It's really awkward when they're still sat there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Particularly he... if they don't know that they're sick. <laughs> exactly. So he was the groundskeeper of the local... There was a cricket club up the road from ours. A bit of a sort of, you know, it was a nice enough cricket club. But we, it, was, it was still a bit of a, you know, working class area. But if we climbed over the back wall, you could get onto the field. And we would go and play football... On the cricket pitch. On the cricket pitch, which, of course, is immaculately cut beautifully cut so you know the guy painstakingly and then those little scrotes would come on it's these feral children <laughs> running around kicking up mud and whatnot and we used to do that a lot and that's that you know i'm sorry for that but also i just think well that's just that's just kids. kids but this is the bit okay that i even now feel guilty about so we used to he was he would come out he was old even then i mean this is like 30 30 years ago and he was he was an old man then, so I don't know how he. It was only he only died for a week. <laughs> I don't know how old he was. And I remember he used to come out. There was lots of rumours about him. He had dogs. He had guns. Like this, he was just a terrifying. He was that terrifying figure. The stuff the kids make up about. Yeah, groundskeepers. And sometimes we'd st- stand on the wall as he was because he'd, he'd never run. He would just walk. At, you know, you know, like T two in the second term. Could other film. people see him? Everyone could see. Okay, him. right. He was a real thing. Okay, but he was like the Terminator. He would just carry on walking, and uh, but he would never come off the field. He would just get to the very edge, and we'd sing, <laughs> we'd sing, <laughs> Eggy Eggy in the egg pot, right? Because he was called Edgar. That was that. That was as yeah, as, as witty as we got when we were. That I could age. see why you did drama and cultural <laughs> yeah. studies. Hey boys, can we harmonise? <laughs> yes. And uh, but the thing that I, that kills me, even though I feel, and I actually mentioned at his memorial and apologised to him wherever he was, was. One time, he, he'd he obviously got sick, so sick of it, there was a bit of rough grass in the corner. And he'd, one weekend of his own time, he'd come in and he'd made it into a little football pitch. 
Oh. Yeah, and he'd obviously cut it around. He'd come on, put some lines on and everything. Made it a little football for pitch. For ye. For us little yeah. council estate kids. And we came on, and we're like, wow, amazing. And we played on it and played on it. And after about two hours of playing on it, one of the bigger boys said, oh, it's a bit bumpy though, isn't it? Just go and play on the cricket pitch. <laughs> and we did. You're a disgrace. And I just want to say sorry. Even though he's no longer with us, I want to say sorry to wherever he is now because I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, God, Edgar. <laughs> so, Do you think that's enough? Do you think now, now that you've like, so you, like you've stopped playing football? Yeah, it's not like you regularly still play football. <laughs> I, I How dare you? <laughs> it's just your silky skills. You just don't have the physical confidence. No, you don't move right. with the grace that you used to have. I'm, I'm more of a Matt Letizia now. Yes, that's me. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. retired. <laughs> retired. Fifteen yeah. years. Exactly. Sat best. down watching. Other yeah, 1995 was probably his best time. <laughs> um, uh, so, like you, your apologies for something you did 30 years ago. Yes. But, I mean, there's, there's no. You're no. You're not making amends, really, though, are you? Well, I feel and like what's I your am. penance. Oh, I'm not doing penance. Like, you should have to... What? Make a football pitch for somebody else? Chase children off a random cricket pitch. All right, I'll get to it. I know a rat you can use. <laughs> He's very clever. He'll probably just coordinate the movements of everybody involved. I want your things that you would like to apologise for from many years ago. It doesn't have to be when you were a kid, but just something... I'll tell you mine. You will ha- we'll hear Neil's very shortly as well. Matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford. Hope you're very well this morning. Neil Delamere is here this morning. We're talking about things that you need to apologise for from when you were a child. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'd like to apologise. When I made, when I was seven, mm. uh, you make your Holy Communion, your first communion, it's a big mm-hmm. deal. You've probably seen it in films, mm. or you're a big Irish I family, there, you yeah, know exactly yeah. what I'm yeah. talking about. And um, my dad found a hole in the wire fence and we all broke into Dublin Zoo when I was seven. <laughs> all of us. And um, so two men, man and woman in their in their fifties, and mm. uh, four children um, sneaked in. Now he didn't know where it led. It could have led anywhere. It could have led into the line enclosure. Oh right, yeah. And my like, right. he, like he was full on Irish style. Like he would have, he wouldn't have admitted he was wrong at that point. He would have like, <laughs> I got us the premium tickets. That's what the line is right in front of you. <laughs> and I was dressed because um, uh, it was the 80s. I had a leather jacket, leather tie, leather belt, leather shoes. So half communicant, half kind of gimp suit essentially. Yeah. I was, and I had a rosette on as well because you know you had a little rosette. So yeah. I look, not only did I look like a gimp but a gimp who'd won a prize of some sort and then we sneaked into to Dublin Zoo so I'd like to apologise to them for that and um, he also addressed me as a cow and if you think about it yeah, it's, it's the line and closure cow though so, yeah, so if one of us was going down it wasn't going to be him it was going to be the kid in, in all the leather gear did you have a proper full walk around the zoo then uh, yeah yeah yeah. And nobody came and nobody stopped nobody ever came like it was 1980 whatever so yeah, I mean yeah of course there weren't so overly CCTV. There wasn't yeah, yeah, there, really there much of that. Overly yeah. concerned with health and safety back then, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we saw all the animals. Did even the animals? Even the animals were like, yeah. This I mean, is was, that a day off. Yeah, <laughs> there was just and there was other people in the zoo. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we didn't oh, break in at night or anything. Like oh, that. I thought I, you thought it was like a private yeah, tour. Yeah, the way you described it. Oh, was no. like there was nobody don't else. Bl- hold on, don't blame me the way you described it. Neil. I <laughs> mean, you incorrectly described no, you're quite the situation. Right. The way I, I pictured it after you said it was that you were the only people in there, and even like the monkeys were like. What are these people doing? That's not, and everybody came alive. That's night at the museum no. that you're thinking of there. Yeah, I think you might be right. And Teddy Roosevelt showed us around. I'm thinking place. of Madagascar. Oh, is that what <laughs> That's it is? What's happened they were there. talking animated animals. <laughs> no, there was other people there as well. Oh, okay. I would have been more impressed had he kind of planned it and cased the yeah. zoo out, and then we break <laughs> in. But we just broke in, and then, like people trying to leave, in a heist film, 
people trying to just yeah. it, it blend in with the crowd as it moves nice. through the zoo. That's exactly what we did. Well, once you're in, you're in. You're just like once other you're people. in, you're in. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow, there Save you go. Five so, pounds or something. At the so time there's your course. apology. That's yeah. uh, that's sorry to Dublin Zoo. There you go. So there's an apology to Dublin Zoo. I've apologised to uh, Edgar, the groundskeeper, who's no longer with us, uh, and I want yours. Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Things that you would like to apologise for. Uh, so I've apologised uh, to uh, the old groundskeeper who we spoiled his uh, cricket pitch. Neil has apologised to Dublin Zoo. For uh, I mean, it's your dad who needs to apologise, really. So this is true. I was under his influence. You were a child. Yes. Uh, in a court of law, you didn't do anything wrong. No. You know what I mean. So, um, so eight twelve fifteen on the text this morning. Uh, we've got Jenny on the line who uh, has Hi. got an apology to make. Good morning, Jenny. Hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Crawley. <laughs> Crawley. Do you know Crawley, Neil? I do. Yes. There you go. So, tell yeah. us who you are apologising to. Right. It was my uh, childhood friend and neighbour, who's actually ironically a neighbour around the corner from me now. Um, His name's Adrian Arnott. um, And basically, Mm -hmm. we all used to hang out together as kids, play in the back garden, roughhouse, that sort of thing. Um, And we got into a bit of a scuffle one day, and he chased me, and I ran off, and I ran upstairs to my dad's bedroom and barricaded Mm -hmm. the door, and sort of he's rattling on the door. I'm sort of trying to stop him from getting in, and I looked for the nearest thing to hand to grab. Don't know why. He opened the door, I grabbed this thing and smack him over the head with it, and it was my dad's leather belt from the 70s. Ooh, out. And buckle I end, buckle. His head open. <laughs> yeah. You actually yep. cut his head? I did cut his head. Oh, my goodness, Jenny. <laughs> what age were you, Jenny, at this point? I can't even remember. I know, I think I was about eight, something like that. Eight years something old. Something around and that, did, yeah. And did he cry with the, as the uh, blood I think poured he did a little bit, and I was in a lot of trouble. I, was... I bet. I bet you yeah. were. Does he still have like a Budweiser no, it wasn't, it imprint wasn't that of the buckle on his head? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that has bad he got in a, that respect. Um, has he got like a phobia of bells now? No, Do you see him in the street and his me. pants keep falling down? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would wear a belt. No, Don't say belt to me. He, he wears braces around. all he does, the time. He does, he does still speak to me, so that's that's good. He's clearly okay. gotten over it, but it was, yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely right. awful. So, well, it was, yeah. it was a lovely, lovely for you to apologise, Jenny. Thank you very much. Yes. Can I, um, can I just say happy birthday to my daughter because we're literally just about to go out and celebrate her eighth birthday today. Oh, of course. What's her name? Little Althea. Althea. Oh, uh, what's? Do you know her name, or shall I tell you? What? Althea. It's Althea. 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 There Althea. you go. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Althea. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Have a lovely day. Cracky. Yep. Eight we'll years see old. You tell- for your lovely sing song soon as well. Your lovely little. Oh, lovely. Yeah. We're see coming you in London. to you. Yeah, all right. I'll okay. All right, see you there. Thanks, okay. Jenny. All right, bye. 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 Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Neil Delamere is my guest, live from Belfast. All right. In an industrial estate, just yes, outside, nearby. Uh, Neil is uh, he's doing an Irish tour. Yeah, uh, that'll be at the end of this year and the, and the yeah, start starts year. in November and then goes all the way to kind of April. Ulster Hall and, and uh, Millennium Forum and Derry and lovely venues. House, all the rest, I was, yeah. That's where I was this weekend myself. Where uh, and where can people find out more information about NeilDelamere.com forward slash kids. imaginative. Yes, I thought so. <laughs> I well, like I thought JasonManford.com would be somewhat setting them it's up taken. for a fall. Yes, it's taken. You're quite right. <laughs> 
Uh, we're looking this morning of, uh, we're talking about the apologies that you'd like to make to people who, um, you know, you probably should have said a sorry to at the at time. time. yeah. Really. Uh, but I'm happy to take the apology now. Uh, this has come through this morning. Uh, I'm so sorry to the old man that I threw a penny at out of the car window when I was little. I don't know what came over me. I was a very shy, well-behaved child, but that day I was just testing some serious boundaries. That's, that's, that's... Yeah, that's pretty bad, actually, a isn't it? Penny, because like you know, out of a window. Yeah, yeah, because it's going. The penny's then going at the same speed as the car. Yeah. So you threw a penny at possibly thirty miles an hour at an older man. Yeah. Crikey. What about this NIGP in uh, Birmingham? When I was about eight or nine, we were visiting London with my mum and dad. Outside Buckingham Palace, a foreign lady could have been Chinese. I can't remember now. Asked me to take a photo of her family with Buckingham Palace behind. I went to take the photo, but my mum and dad hadn't realised and had walked on. So I pretended to take the photo and ran off in a panic. I've worried all this time, all my life, that I'm just really sorry that I didn't take that photo. And as a kid, it really it troubled me that they never got one. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But yeah. on the other side of that, there are Photoshop now. So I assume that That'd that woman fun. still has a picture of herself. And there are pictures available of Buckingham Palace on so the internet. So she could make it up So herself. she could just make it up. It's not the same though, is it? No, it's not. But and I'm she, trying to make the person feel better, and you're trying to make them wallow in their, no, I in their grief. They spoiled that. Imagine how expensive that holiday was as well if they had come from all the way from China. Yeah, but that I woman, mean, they might not. They that might woman's husband, probably. the Chinese woman's husband, actually got a penny thrown at him. <laughs> yeah. um, so he saved up. Yeah, so they had a terrible time in the UK. <laughs> uh, good morning to uh, Jason and Neil. When I was about seven, I was uh, just learning the playground flirting tactics, you know, generally pulling pigtails, that sort of thing. And I uh, told the boy that I was glad that his grandma had died. Wow. Yeah. I'm I mean, now that's 33, she says, and I, I still feel awful. I'm really sorry, Daniel. It's only because I liked you. You know, nagging is that thing that people... Yeah, where they say. take so, people down a peg. Yeah, so you kind of insult them, and then they, that's meant to make them more attracted to you. Yes, I don't, yes. I, I think she's fundamentally misunderstood it there. She really has. I'm, I'm glad your grandma's dead. That's wow. Yeah, that is dark. That's Nikki in uh, in London. What about you? You're on the old Twitter there. Yeah, and this is from Roy. And mm. Roy said, uh, for a while we were getting our orange nicked off the doorstep, so he's understandably annoyed. Okay? Yeah. Uh, so I would half empty one bottle, and I'd refill it with my wee that wow. I've saved in an outside toilet and place back on doorstep. Uh, on Facebook, someone said recently we used to nick orange off the steps around me. So payback forty-two years later. That's Roy. Oh my goodness, that is disgusting. But it then is. at the same time, who listen? Who are we to judge? They they were thieves. They were. That is that is kind of Tough. restorative justice, there, isn't it? But then, who is stealing orange juice? It's people who want and who need orange juice. I mean, there's only one person who can actually adjudicate in that. I think we have to contact the man from Del Monte. I <laughs> he's imagine the, he's the only person who would have the expertise in the, the area. One. He'd be like, Mm. <laughs> mm, that's three quarters urine. Yeah. yeah, he would not. <laughs> Fruity vintage. He would not be happy with that. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning. It's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. I hope you're well. Here till 11. Or, uh, well, only if you want to listen to one of the uh, other uh, Absolute stations, then we're here till uh, 12, I guess. I guess that's how it works. But then if you listen to this, you'll listen. Oh, it's so confusing. How long have you done the show now? I still don't quite get how it works. <laughs> okay, you just... They I'm turn on, on the light, you talk, and they turn off the light, and then you stop. Yeah, okay. basically. I'm on this station, the main station, on when I'm talking now. Right. But we go out an hour later on the other stations, like the, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and classic rock, an hour later. So I'm on till 12. Sometimes when I'm driving home, 
you can I'm hear on, yourself. I'm on the radio and I'm like, am I supposed to be? What, what's going on? Do you know that TV show called Yesterday? Which, no. Our TV station is called Yesterday. There's, there's, you know, up where you have Ready and Pick and all those ones. Right. There's one called Yesterday. Which oh, I don't is, know. Yeah, and there's a Yesterday plus one right. as well. Yeah. And one day I had to explain to my father that the day after tomorrow is on Yesterday tonight. <laughs> yes, that would and, freak me out. Yeah. We both kind of had to sit down and have a cup of tea after that. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. I also have had about three hours sleep, so that's not helping. You do look well in it. Thanks, mate. I mean, hungover suits some people. I, I'm not suggesting. I, no, actually, no. I just, I just said hungover. You there. assumed. Yeah, I did Correctly. assume. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a big drinker, you see. And I went uh, last night because it's so rare to be in a town where one of your pals is also in town because obviously touring, you, you're yeah. in different places. Uh, but last night, Dara O'Brien was Oh, thanks. Here. Cool, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going somewhere else with that, but that's <laughs> that's good. You had a good time with Dara, did you? That, it was nice yeah, to see good, Dara. Good. You've worked with Dara. Uh, yeah, I have worked with Yeah. Dara. Work with Darren, Lovely yeah. man. Yeah, he didn't mention he was in town to me. <sighs> I had loads of sleep last night. Got the, I think he presumed that you were ten. in Dublin. Half ten. I don't think he would... Watch match of the day and then slept for ten hours. He wouldn't naturally assume that you were in Belfast, yeah, I think. Yeah. Could check you know. that, couldn't he, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But you'd have to take that up with him. Yeah. It's not really on my, it's not really on me. But in great spirits, lovely man. Great thing is I can <laughs> hear fun. about this how awkward this was in another hour when I'm driving on the way. Yeah, home absolutely. Have a little another story. absolute radio station. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a bit of um, but I can cuz I sort of I look like a lot of people. I look like just a lot of <laughs> That's such a weird sentence. I know. You do look like a lot of I people. I do. I look like a lot of people. Mm. And so I can mold into the background like sometimes people will be like, "Oh, is it? And I go, ah, oh, do you know what? I get that a lot. I know what you're going to say here. But I don't look like him, you know. So, but when you're with Dara. Yes. This is what we, this used to happen to us yeah. as well. The we man even, is eight foot tall. Yeah. He's like a lighthouse. With a big bald head. <laughs> yeah, you can't disguise. Yeah, and people will spot him and then they will flock to him. Yes. But and then, then you see, if you're out with other people, you can just kind of slowly move away and no, then leave kept, him stranded. What kept happening was, they he was like a beacon. Yes. And they would come over and be like, oh, can I get a selfie? And then And then they would give me the camera. To take a selfie, as I was taking the oh, not a selfie, was I was taking a picture. As I'm taking a picture, they would go, "Oh, it's you!" And then they would want a picture. So it ended up being a very long evening. Yeah, but the alternative to that is they spot Dara, right? They go to you, take a picture of the two mm. of us. Then they recognise it's you, and then they don't ask for a picture yeah. of you. Night. Let's be honest with you, that would crush you. I mean, I'd be devastated. Yes, you would. Absolutely yeah. devastated. So if you see Jason out and about tonight, <laughs> yeah. you know what to do. That's it. Because people in Belfast will do that to you for the crack. Yeah. There's only one thing more annoying than being asked to do a selfie, and that's not being asked for one. Yes. <laughs> Matters. Good morning, Jason Manford Show. Neil Delamere is here. Hello. Live from Belfast this morning. You can see Neil on his tour. Uh, if you're over in Ireland at some point, you can go to neildelamere.com. You can follow him on Twitter. At Neil Delamere. At Neil Delamere. Does not mess around. This man does not mess around. No. Uh, so go and see him on tour. Uh, and of course, Edinburgh Festival as well, which is always a great... A great trick. You're definitely going there next year? Uh, absolutely, yeah. 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 I know what the show is and everything. Ooh. I don't have no idea. I was going to say, I was <laughs> yeah. like, I'm sorry, who yes. are you? Yes, I've never met you before. It's so weird when you go, I did Jonathan Ross last night. Yeah. And, uh, thanks for mentioning it. And uh, <laughs> I was on that show last night. <laughs> and usually when you go on it, I'm actually in the middle of my tour. So yeah. I was able to like, you know, pull a couple of gags from the tour and sort of give it as examples of what, I've been, what I'm talking about. And um, 
But usually you go on them in advance and they go, so what's it about? And you have no idea. And you are blagging it. Man. It's like trying to name a child before the child, you know. So you've seen its face, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Your wife is just pregnant a month and they go, what are you going to call this child that you don't know the sex I know. of? And you're you're like, don't know. I yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so it was, um, but no, it was fun actually. It was a fun chat on last night with them. Um, I was on first and, uh, and usually I sort of, I ended up apologising afterwards to Jonathan and to um, the producer. Not oh, because yeah. I, well, only my own, you know, sort of lack of ego sometimes. Where So, you you know, you booked on that show as a comic to do your funny chat. Yep. And then gradually you move along the sofa until you're at the very edge of the sofa and all the other guests have come on. And then you're supposed to just chip in, say funny things yeah. all the way through. I'd done my chat and I thought that went quite well. That was quite nice. But then Lily Allen came on next, and she's plugging a book at the moment. And I'm a big fan of Lily Allen. I really yeah, like she's her. Great. And uh, I quite li- I like the fact she's outspoken. I laugh. I like it that she's a bit lefty and a bit sort of you know uh, you know she's got a voice. And um, but it got quite dark quite quickly. She was talking about some of the stuff in a book. I was like, oh, crikey! And you can't be like, oh yeah, that's a bit like when I was <laughs> that reminded me of <laughs> yeah. the time that I- yeah. So I just kept quiet, man. Kept quiet. Then. Um, Riz Ahmed came on, yes. who's brilliant uh, Muslim actor, and he was, and I mentioned that because that's what he was talking about. He was talking about when he was growing up, there wasn't a lot of Asian actors on the telly, yeah. and so he didn't have anyone to look up to, and it got sort of into that chat. And I thought, well, again, I'm not pitching in on this. What one. can I do? Okay. Then Gemma Chan came on. She was talking about being in Captain Marvel. She's been t- talking about um, in in the film uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which is out at the moment. And she's um, fabulous, she's absolutely brilliant. I watched her, you might have seen her in Humans on Channel 4. She oh, yeah, played yeah. the uh, sort of robot. And uh, and then she was chatting about being, you know, an actor of uh, Chinese descent and, you know, and how you feel like you're representing uh, a lot of people sometimes. And I'm just sat there on the end like, I got nothing, guys. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. Yeah, saying nothing is better than getting that wrong, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. Quite, that's exactly what I thought. And there was a moment where Riz Ahmed said... Um, he basically looked down the couch and he was like, you know, and he said, what he said was totally right. But I, I was just sat there. He said, he said, you know, it's a, it's a big deal uh, when you're, a, when you're a, a Muslim actor, because you feel like there's a lot of Muslims watching you in, in the big films or whatever it is. And you feel like you're representing them and you're also a role model for them, you know? And, and he looked to Gemma to his right and he said, and, you know, it'd be the same for you, for anybody with, from Chinese descent. And he said to Lily <laughs> Allen, he said, and also you've got, you know, you're, you're the voice of, uh, you know, women. And, 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 and that was, and, it's, and he just looked, and then he looked at me and then, and he just carried off. And I was like, <laughs> overweight white northern men need a voice too. <laughs> Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Rich, uh, over on, uh, well, later on, Rich wants to uh, give a shout-out to everyone running uh, the Hull Marathon today, especially Paul Spence, founder of Paul for Brain, huge charity in Hull that uh, helps people who have suffered brain injuries. So uh, good luck to you guys. Lots of charity running. Crikey. Have you ever done one? Rarely has a theory been uh, just shot out of the water with one syllable there. You didn't even form uh, no. a full word, like, did you? No. No, I very much think uh, running is for um, emergency situations only. Uh, other people? Yeah. Okay. So either, for me, it's if in an emergency, I'll peg it. Okay. But not for... And what would your your exercise, your go-to exercise of choice be? I, see, I could see you in a spin class. Could you? Yeah. 
I mean, no. not for long. No, I but mean, I think I could see you in a spin class I, I, with like a heart rate monitor around your chest. No, I like a bit. I, like, I don't mind. I don't actually mind the gym that much. But I, 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 I like a a team game. Right. I like a I like a bit a game of five a side or a game of tennis something like. I prefer playing. I, I prefer playing with other people. That well known team game tennis. Well, <laughs> doubles. <laughs> okay. There you right. go. But no, I, I, as in there's other people involved rather than just you on a treadmill okay. staring at you know loose women or whatever you're watching on the telly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not. That's not my idea of, and 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 the term fun run is the biggest oxymoron I've ever heard. Here's one you should avoid as well. I tried Bikram yoga once. If it's if it's your thing, absolutely. Yeah. But it's forty degrees heat for ninety minutes. Nah. Like I've seen an Irish person do that before. It was the nineteen ninety four World Cup in Florida. Do you remember? And Steve Staunton <laughs> nearly died. He was there for one minute, and there was a little ginger puddle there the next, with freckles floating across the top of it. Avoid at all costs. If yeah, you're that is not. Ireland. That doesn't sound my my kind of thing either. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, but f- fair play. Absolutely, you knock yourselves out today uh, on your uh, on your charity run. I'm, I'm well into that. You you stayed somewhere quite fancy this week, didn't you, in Ireland? I did, yeah. I brought my dad away uh, and I stayed in a place that apparently has... There's th- the, the floor is all wooden and uh, there are only three floors like this and it's this place and then Buckingham Palace and Windsor Castle. Wow. Yeah. So a fancy floor. It was very, very fancy. And this is like one of the best hotels in the world. And yeah, it's apparently here in so, Ireland. yeah. Well, so it's in the Republic. Yeah, and I, and, uh, yeah, so I brought my dad there because uh, he's getting old now so it's much easier to get in presence yes as they get older you go that's the last time I'm going to have to buy him this <laughs> <laughs> does he appreciate a, a, a nice hotel he does yeah he does he's that's great good. He's, he's good he's good crack my dad see my dad like, he made me. He actually made that. me bring him oh, because right, okay. my my last Edinburgh show was entirely about him, and he kind of wanted the royalties, f- yeah, essentially for it. I'm sure. So uh, well, it was the last day he ever delivered the meals and wheels. That's what it was. So, and <laughs> right. he said, "This is genuinely what he said to me." He goes, well, "I want you to talk to every single older person when we're delivering the meals and wheels, um, because they might." So you went with him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant! But he's 83 and he's delivering the meals and wheels to people who are younger than him. <laughs> but he said, "Talk to them because they might be socially isolated, and you might be the only adult conversation they would get yeah, that day, course. right?" So we talked to the first three people and maybe I delivered the meals and wheels and it maybe took about 20 minutes because I spoke to them and then he delivered the fourth one and the person inside gave him a tip for a horse that was running in 25 minutes and we tore through the next seven meals and wheels <laughs> basically horse and roast chicken out a window like a drive-by shooting to see if we could get home in time to put the money in the horse but I did this as an entire tour and he kind of went I want royalties and I but said I'll bring enough. you away instead yeah. Crikey if my family start asking for royalties I'm done for Yeah you talk oh. about them a lot I mean, they You need are. to give back man I know I mean I do to be fair, <laughs> I mean, they've definitely they've definitely had uh, had it over the years. Yeah, it's, my dad doesn't really appreciate things in that respect. Like I try and treat them to nice things a few times, but he's not. It's not his thing, and I don't know. I, I find it with. Um, well, I talked about it last night actually on Jonathan Ross about sort of giving them tickets to shows, and they, my dad always in a hotel. I think my dad just after about two stars, he's he's a bit like, oh, it's a bit fancy this. Yeah, and like I remember a concierge once in in a fancy London hotel came over and said to my dad, "Can I take your bags?" And my dad was like, "No." I was like, "No, that's what he does." Like, and and his logic is sound. I was, he's like, "No, that's his job, Dad. He's supposed to take your bags." He goes, "Where are you taking them?" He's like, "To your, to your room. room." He's like, "Well, I'm going that way anyway, so don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of my job. It's just part of the thing, Dad. It's part of the thing. He's not into it at all. Looks like my dad's not the only one when it comes to the uh, concierge situation. Yeah, Uh, Selena in uh, Bray, she says, uh, "Morning, Jason. Uh, Me and your dad have got a similar outlook on the old concierge helping out. 
Other half-arranged visits to a very posh restaurant uh, in Waterside in Bray for my 40th. Uh, concierge opened the car door on arrival. I grabbed my handbag, handbag and told him to do one. Thought we were being carjacked. <laughs> She went to a posh restaurant and thought you were being carjacked. <laughs> if you were running through the possibilities in your head there, you might think that he's going to actually help you. <laughs> yes. But yeah. She's been traumatised by something before. I know. My Honestly, my dad does it all the time. I remember being in a... In a restaurant, in a quite a nice restaurant as well. My uh, my dad said to the waiter, he had the menu. He was like, "What's what does that mean there, mate?" And he said, "Oh, it's the chef's favourites." He's like, "Why is that relevant? Who cares what he likes?" I was like, <laughs> "I mean, you're right." Yeah, technically, he should cook all the food to the same standard. Yeah, he should make a bit more of an effort if he really <laughs> likes this one. Finds it tasty. Yeah, the, the, that sort of logic you can't. I'm finding it hard to, to to argue with your dad on this. You can't argue said. with him. Like tipping is a thing that 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 bugs my dad. Tipping, right? He finds that sort of difficult. I and mean, when we've been on holiday before, watching him just staring out a Spanish porter, yeah, till one of them gives up, <laughs> and it's not going to be the Spanish porter. It ain't going to be that Spanish yeah. porter. He yeah. wants your four, your four euros. He ain't going anywhere. I'm like, just give it him. Before I remember once, it's a point of principle. Though. At a hotel, my I gave like a fiver or something, and my yeah. dad was like, a fiver. I was like, look, there's a lot of bags. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. don't be a five. Like, he was fuming about it. <laughs> I was like, you can't give less than paper money. Like, for, like in that situation. You can if it's like a cab driver or something like that. But you can't give an adult a pound. He shouldn't walk away jingling. No. I No, I think you're right. I'd feel embarrassed. Yes. There you are, mate. Get yourself some sweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't carried 47 bags. Yeah. Up. Yeah, yeah. But no, he's. Would not. your dad bring loads of? Would he like pack rashes and sausages and tea and all that sort of stuff? Oh, absolutely. Well. Yeah, he? yeah. He brings. We went on holiday a few years ago, and uh, we've all gone having a lovely time. And there's about ten of us, so you know. And I've I've put the bill because it's it's my family. You know, we've gone away, and it's a dead nice hotel. And I'm, I'm I'd stayed there before, and I knew I thought oh, they're going to love this. And after two or three, there was like a Japanese restaurant in the in the in the, it, was, it was in Spain. But it was a Japanese restaurant, really nice. They weren't happy about it, like they're like, Ooh. and they had to put like a, a jacket on to go into the restaurant. It was one of them sort of places. After about four days, my dad said, "Oh, I'm I'm taking you lot out today." So we mum hired a car and we drove to the near Costa, you know, whatever Costa Bravo, whatever it was, the nearest sort of seaside town, and we got into like a, a an English restaurant. We were in an English restaurant and we ordered full English breakfast or whatever it was, cups of tea. There was Weakest Link on that telly and an old Only Fools and Horses. There was a red phone box in the corner and <laughs> posters of footballers who no longer play football on the wall. And my dad's there reading the Daily Mirror and he turned to my, my mum and he went, oh, it's nice to get away, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, we're not away! Jason. Jason. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Talked off air a little bit about this. We're going to mention it. Have you watched Daniel Sloss's new show? Uh, I have seen his live show in Edinburgh this year, but I haven't seen his two that are on Netflix. Yeah, so two of them have gone on to Netflix. It's hugely popular. It's a very funny comic. Been on the show a few times. Make sure you listen to the podcast. And uh, apparently, in his new show, uh, Jigsaw, uh, which is on Netflix now, Daniel Sloss has broken up 4,000 relationships and caused 17 divorces. In just ten days. Or what? <laughs> it's a hell of a claim. How many? Give me the figures again. Four thousand relationships over 
17 right. divorces in just 10 days. Now, I haven't seen the show, but you'd have to imagine that you'd be on fairly rocky ground. I think that's the idea. If a Netflix that- special will, really. <laughs> Unless a Netflix special was consisted entirely of pictures of you with somebody you shouldn't be with. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think that's the only way. Well, you know, but the Scottish comedian Daniel Sloss says 20, a 20-minute 20 joke in one of his shows has been responsible for more than 4,000 breakups. His live stand-up routines have been streaming on Netflix since September the 11th, and so it's only been available for 10 days. In Jigsaw, Daniel rubbishes the notion that everyone has a soulmate, saying the message society puts out is... If you are not with someone, you are broken. If you are not with someone, you are incomplete. If you are not with someone, you are not whole. So that's what he says happens in the show. Uh, in the show, as a result, we're made to feel as though we need a partner to feel complete. Meaning, many settle and end up with the wrong person. We'll force this person into our lives because we'd much rather have something than nothing. He explains. The advice has struck a chord with people all over the world who have been messaging Sloss to thank him for changing their lives. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised with that. I would suggest, though, if mm. he keeps going, though, and it gets more and more and more powerful, more and more tight the way a show normally does, I know he's done it on Netflix mm. now, is, like, that could get so effective that people split up during the show. Like He could end yes. up with half the audience at the end of the show as people wow, just decide. Yeah. I've had a couple of times on, on tour, because my tickets went on sale like over a year ago. People bought the tickets when they were with somebody else. Oh, no. Have broken up in the meantime and are now with someone new. Brought the new person. And brought the new person. That's a bit awkward on the front row. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you're just implying that everybody likes Jason Manfred, aren't you? Well, I mean... Even the old one and the new one. That's what you're <laughs> implying there. Well, if you do, then, <laughs> you know, why not? You know what I liked about Dinah Sloss's gig this year when I went to see him? Mm. Uh, it was in such a nice venue that all the bags got searched on the way in. Oh, that is you classy. You see, that's, that's my aim. That's classy, that. That is classy. Uh, a few people have sort of said, uh, message him, uh, Daniel, on uh, on Twitter saying, uh, Daniel, I guess you can add another to the list. I watched your Jigsaw show last night and just wanted to say thank you. Certainly not the message I expected from a comedy special, but the analogy has stuck in my head ever since. And you were right. Uh, lots of people just breaking up because That's of a comedy show. From an Elizabeth R in Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Uh, that would be a spectacular Crikey. one. From a 26-year-old single comedian. You can't just take his word on it. That's all I would say. <laughs> Daniel is giving his version of his life. And, and if it strikes a chord, happy days, but crikey. Surely there must be somebody for everybody. Yeah, there probably is. I mean, I imagine it might be difficult for Daniel to go out with somebody now, though. Yeah, well, it will be. They'll all be worried, won't it's they? It's only a matter of time. <laughs> yes. What's going to happen if... Daniel gets, like, what if in the next few weeks someone gets with Daniel, right? That he falls head over heels in love. Then they watch the show. And then in two years' time, he watches the show and they go, I don't think this is going to work out. (laughs) (laughs) With a self-fulfilling prophecy for poor Daniel Sloss. It's literally your fault, Daniel. (laughs) Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. That's the end of the show, Neil Delamere. Oh, thanks a million for having me. Absolute pleasure. It's been fun. It's been good to have you. Uh, I've got a day off now in Belfast. What are you going to do? I don't know. I said to my wife, I said, why don't we go to the Giants Causeway? Yes. I've been there a couple of times. She's never been. It's amazing. Uh, Take, you know, the kids can, you know, see where the Giants came and Finn McCool and all the mythology. Yeah, you listen to it. And and she went, oh, it's cold though, isn't it? I was like... Yeah, but as Billy Connolly says, there's no such thing as bad weather, only the wrong clothes. Yeah. So let's just get there. And the, apparently there's a ma- like one of these giant uh, cruise ships coming into Belfast today. 
one of the big, like one of the biggest in the world. So there's a lot of people going up to the Giants Causeway just to have a good nosy. So are you going to go or not? No. Well, you're not going to go, are you? I wanted to go. She didn't want to go. So we're compromised. And you're not and going. we're not going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going shopping is what you're doing. Or you're reminding kids while yes, she's walking around. I think so. And also I've done that thing now where I've, because I went out last night with Dara after the show. How'd you meet Dara? Oh, yeah, good. Oh, sorry, yeah, mate. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. twice you've done that now. Sorry. Yeah, what'd you do? Did you have a good time? It was nice, Great. yeah, good. yeah. Good, good, good. He did say, he's like, Neil's not with me, is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was that was the level of specificity that has actually made it hurtful. That's that's too far. But I've basically robbed time off my future self. So usually, what I would do now is I'd go back to the hotel, uh, have see the kids for half an hour, and then my wife would say, "Right, I'll take them out for an hour. You get a nap, and then we'll have the rest of the day." And I've got a feeling that I have stolen that hour from myself. That is the worst science fiction concept for a film ever. You've robbed time for your I've robbed time self, for my future self. you just sleep and have a nap for a yeah. bit. Yeah, there's okay. no time traveling Terminator 7. <laughs> exactly. If you want to follow Neil, uh, get on to Twitter, at uh, Neil Delamere. His website's neildelamere.com. He's touring all over Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, and you can see him at the Edinburgh Festival next August as well. So uh, there's all the details for you. Thanks for coming in, mate. It's been a pleasure. It's been lovely to catch up with you. Have a lovely Sunday, and I will see you next week live from Dublin uh, with Ross Noble. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters.